Welcome to the Church of the Living God, Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. The Lord says, I have not come only to redeem you from your mess, but I have come to redeem you to relationship. And in your relationship with me, the Lord says, I have all you need. The Lord says, everything that you seek is found in me. The Lord says, do not look outside of me. Do not look around me. I am all you need. The Lord says, your hunger and your thirst is found in me. I am your source. I am your supply. I am sufficient. I am all in all. I always have been and I always will be. And my goal and my purpose and my plan in coming was not only to free you from your slavery, but it was to draw you to my side. It was to be your maker and to draw you to to draw to myself a people that would resemble me in the earth and to represent me to those who do not know me. The Lord says, "Look to me. Look to me as your source." And I want to get right into this word. I'm going to uh, preach on overcoming the Antichrist spirit. And I'm going to preach that in a few moments, but I'm going to take some time and tell you uh, what that means. Okay? Let that just come into you, and we're going to uh, go from there. Father, we thank you for the Word of God. We thank you for the many, many testimonies uh, that we have because you are doing miracles. You are changing prognosis and diagnosis. God, you are working, and anyone that is able to see can see what you are doing. And we are humbled, and we are grateful. And we just pray right now over this people, and God, that uh, this word will just come in them and let it become a part of their fortress and their power and their strength, because the word you likened to was a sword. And God, we need that sword in this day and hour. We praise you, Father. I thank you for an unction and anointing on this message in thy name. Amen. Amen. The message is for us overcoming the Antichrist spirit. I realize that we have people in the church that are not long-term Christians, and that may not mean anything to you at this moment, but let me tell you what it means. What is an Antichrist spirit? Okay, we know God, you know, we know God's the Father, we know Jesus is the Son, we know there's a Holy Spirit that God moves by uh, in tongues and interpretations and gifts and all of these things, but there's also uh, an Antichrist, or the opposite of. And so, uh, John, uh, John was the one that began to bring this out uh, when he was nearing his time to go on and be with the Lord. And he said in John, 1 John, it's not John the Gospel, but 1 John 2.18, it says, Little children, it is the last time. It's been huh? 2,000 years. And John was seeing enough of the prophetic words to say, Little children, it is the last time. 
And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Now you see, we, we like end day prophecies when they're good prophecies, you know, when they're blessings prophecies and God's going to pull out and pour out all of this. But his, his great revelation of understanding where the church was at that time was the fact that there were many antichrists that had already risen up. The people would arise in the name of Christ, but not have the power thereof. And so he's warning the New Testament church, the newly founded churches throughout all of Asia. These churches are spread throughout Asia, and of course there's a church in Israel as well. And so he says... That because that Antichrist, you've heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists. Anybody that gives you opposite of the Word of God is an Antichrist. I don't care how many tongues they talk in. I don't care how, how big they jump. If it's not the Word of God, it's not Christ. It's not God. And, and see, we get moved by people's expression and their jump and their run and all of these things, and that really carries no weight as to who they are. Amen. <laughs> it's getting good, isn't it? So, who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. Who is a liar? But he that denieth Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. And so we have a clear word written from one of the most dynamic men among the 12 apostles. It is this John that would write the book of Revelation. Have that great revelation. People say, oh, I don't like the, the book of Revelation. I just don't like the book of Revelation. Hey, hey, when we're seeing the book of Revelation, we're, we're going home. We're going near home. Amen. And it's not all that difficult, but, but take time with it. And so he has said that you've heard in these last days that there will be an Antichrist. And then he said they're already showing up. Those that are denying Jesus, that is the Christ. He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Verse 3 says, And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. Let me stop there for a moment. See, there's, there's religions. There's a difference between religion and Christianity. Religion is rules and laws that are made by man. Amen. But the relationship that we have, that we come into the kingdom of God, whose Christ, of course, is Jesus Christ. And so this, 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 uh, burdensome, this burdensome weight on John 
before he goes on to see the Lord is that he must let them understand what is of Christ and what is not of Christ. What is antichrist? First thing, who is a liar but he that denies Jesus is the Christ. People, I've met many people around the world that believed in religion, but they didn't believe in Jesus. Uh, We've been among people that have idols on their walls, and they bow down and worship those idols and pray to those idols. And uh, in one place, they, uh, they picked up, there's about six or eight guys, picked up their idol, their big wooden idol, and they put it in the back of the truck, and they were driving them around the city. Now, isn't that crazy? I mean, that sounds crazy to me. Now, wait a minute. I'm going to get, I'm going to get the idol, and I'm going to take him around town, so I'm going to pick him up. I want to let you know something. Jesus Christ has done so much for us. When we're down, he's going to pick us up. Amen? We don't have to pick up a God and truck him around town for people to see, but these people are raised under those lies. And it's hard to break those things. These are educated people. You know, some people we know, uh, they're around the world. But if you deny that Jesus is the Christ, He is Antichrist. That person, you don't, do, you don't follow that person. And the one that denieth the Father and the Son. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. There are some beliefs that say, yes, Jesus is the Son of God, but He has not come to the earth. That it was not, you know, that it was an error in the Bible. And that's not true. And so, the Spirit that confesses not that Jesus came in the flesh. He didn't just come in spirit. He didn't just come from the writings of prophet, uh, you know, the prophets. He came into this world. He came into this life. Well, how do you know, Brother Hall? Because He came to me. He came to me. He came to you. How many know that He came to you? Amen? You know that. Because something happened. Right? (laughs) And now I know. He touched me. He changed me. He began to lead. It was in darkness, but then the light began to shine. Understanding began to come. Relationship began to develop. Amen. And so Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He did come to the earth. He did die on a cross. He did raise from the dead. Amen. And come off of that, uh, off of that cross. He was buried in a, a, uh, a cave with a, a big rock in front of it. And they put Roman soldiers in front of it. But He came out. He came out. And so Jesus is the Christ. He did come. And that is our faith. And that is what we believe and know. And that is what the Scripture gives to us. The message overcoming the Antichrist spirit is because that people are not... People need to be trained. People need to be... we got to talk to each other. we got to encourage each other. we got to know. Some people think that Christianity means you're never going to have another problem. Well, if anything, Christianity means you're probably going to have more problems, right? Because the devil is not going to fight people that aren't doing anything for the kingdom. The devil's not going to mess with people of faith, true faith. Amen. I had a man in Walmart one time. He, he recognized me as a preacher. And he said, I'm going to mess up your day. 
I said, are you? I said, how are you going to do that? He said, I'm going to tell you, I don't believe in your God, I don't believe in your Jesus, and I don't believe in you. And I slapped him on the shoulder. I said, you haven't moved me a bit, buddy. Have a good day. And just went on. Just went on. Yeah, but wouldn't that be offensive? It's not offensive to me. Amen. When the fool speaks, he says, there is no God. Why allow a fool mess up your day? Huh? Now that's in the Word. <laughs> And so we have to understand what is an antichrist spirit. People say all religions must get along together. All religions are serving the same God. No, they are not. They are not. There is no other religion than Christianity that has the Christ. No other. The Christ. Amen. So now that we understand what an antichrist is, we'll go on and see what John has given to us. And I love it. First John 1 John 1.1 says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard. He's talking about the beginning of walking with Jesus. Amen. Which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled. <laughs> our hands have handled Him. Amen. Our hands have handled of the word of life. Amen. Wow. What a statement. What a revelation. The one that was from the beginning. How do we know Jesus was from the beginning? Because he's the word. He's the word made fresh. Flesh. God said, let there be light. He spoke a word. Amen. And that's how Jesus was involved in creation. And so... Our hands have handled of the word of life, for the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. The word manifest is to make clear, or to make plain, and so he said, that the life was manifested. He made it clear. We've seen it. We've bore witness of it. We show unto you that eternal life. He was with the Father. And now he's manifested unto us. Do you know where Jesus is now? He's back with the Father, isn't he? He's at the right hand of God. And he's at the right hand of God, preparing for the voice of God to say to him, son, it is time to go get the bride. It is time. The time of the marriage supper has come, and it is time. We're the bride of Christ. Amen. It's time for the bride to come to the bridegroom. It's time for the celebration. And we're going to join countless people from decades and centuries uh, over this world and in this earth and People that believed in God, some of the martyrs and the people that gave all that they had to just keep that gospel going wherever they were able to go. Come on, church. We need to arise in confidence. We cannot do enough behind the pulpit to get the gospel in the factory, in the office, or in the neighborhood. We can't do it. 
We can't do it. We can't, we can't go to everybody you know and tell them about the Lord and, and tell them why they should believe in Jesus and tell them why we know that He's been manifested and that He rose from the dead and He's sitting at the right hand of God. We know that. But we can't do all of that. We've got to get it in you so that you can do it. Amen? That You know, a lot of people, they get asked, you know, are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. Well, how do you know you're a Christian? Well, that's, you know, uh, mom told me we're a Christian. Now, you need to have a, a salvation experience. It, it, it ought to be written in your Bible or Bibles, wherever you need to write it. We need to know that we've had an experience of this salvation. The greatness of God. And so we know that. And we see that. He said, that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you. Remember, he was before us. That you also may have fellowship with us. I like that. Thank you, John. John said, hey, we've seen and we've heard and now we're going to declare to you. And now that you receive what we're declaring to you, that you can come into fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. God does not have many begotten sons. Now God has countless uh, sons that have been brought in through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Adopted, you might say adopted sons and daughters into the family of God. Amen. I've got a brother and a sister that was adopted. When they were adopted, their, their names, they had two different maiden names. They weren't blood relationship. And, uh, but they, once that they had gotten the adoption, guess what? Their last name was Hall. Amen. Even though they were from two other families that we didn't know much about, but long circumstances, but God brought them into the house. Jesus has done what is necessary to bring every person into the kingdom of God. And there's nothing yet left to be done. And, and I'm not a great expert of end time, but I, I, I dabble with it some. <laughs> But I cannot find anything that would stay the trumpet of Jesus' return other than the Father's desire to save more people. That's the only thing prophetically is that God is going, I don't know if God has a number in mind. I don't know how he's deciding, you know, when. But we know that Jesus is there at the right hand. Wednesday night, that message came. And God spoke out and said, they're even putting the utensils on the table. Don't, do not say it's a far off, God said. Do not say it's a far off. It is near and nearby. In fact, they are putting the utensils on the table. Now, you know that dinner is coming when the spoons and forks come out of the drawer. Amen. I mean, you put the food on the table Thanksgiving. I, you know, just go ahead and think about that for a minute. You'll get real happy. All right. That big Thanksgiving dinner. 
and everything. But you don't, you know, you, we ain't heathen people. We don't just get in there and just tear up that turkey. We cut that thing, you know. We, we, we cut that thing. That's right. With some exceptions. I'm understanding. And so John knew it because he lived it. He saw him. He walked with him. He was in the ship when Jesus walked on the water. He was there when Lazarus was risen out of the tomb. He was there to see the cross. He was there to see the cat of nine tails rip open the back of Jesus Christ. John the Beloved was the one disciple that before Jesus left said, John, I need you to take care of my mother. I'm going to go to the Father, but I need you to take care of my mother. It's that John writing this. Yes. And so he said that which we've seen and declare and heard. We declare unto you that you also may have fellowship with us. That's what we're looking for. More fellowship. But I did this. Uh, it's not about that. But if, I made that sin. Yeah. Cover it. Repent. Confess. If you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. Right? Yes. And so we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You, you can pray in a way to receive a cleansing every day. You can do it, I guess, every hour if you want it to. You don't have to. It's not that fragile. But you can. And so this is what Christianity is all about. John says there's Antichrist in the land. The Christ. He is the Son of God. He is the one that we handled. He is the one that we saw work the miracles. you got to remember John... Peter, James, and John were up on the mountain of transfiguration. The other disciples did not see that. And it's more than just nine that didn't see it. You, uh, there was also another group. There were 70 that followed Jesus as well. Uh, but they were not as close to the inner circle as what uh, they were. And so, but, but here, John, uh, Peter, James, and John was on the mountain and Jesus transfigured. He was, he was in the human form, and then he began, the Bible said, to become light and glowing, glistening, I think it called it. That they were glistening. Amen. Glistering, maybe. And so, so they, they saw Jesus in another form. A form of heaven. A form that is going to belong to those who have entered into the kingdom of God. And it was so glorious that, that they, said, they said, Jesus, let us build three altars. One for Elijah, one for Moses, and one for, for, Jesus, for you, Jesus. And then that got, a, got an immediate reproof from the Father. 
See, they're all mesmerized. Moses is there. John is there. And Elijah was there. You know, Elijah and Moses were not in the Bible at the same time. Okay, they're in your Bible. But they were hundreds and hundreds of years. Probably a couple thousand years. Over a thousand years apart. Hundreds of years at least. And so they are three mighty men of God. Jesus, John, and Elijah. Bless his heart. And so there they are. And they said, we're going to build an altar. God the Father put a stop to it. He let that glory go. He put a stop to that. Because not even Moses is equal to Christ. Amen. Not even Elijah and the miracles that he committed. No, just men. Just men that God moved on. Men that God moved on. But Jesus is the Son of God. He said, no, you're not going to come equal. You're not going to come equal. You're not going to bear a cross. Your blood cannot be shed. You're not the one that's going to resurrect. You're not the one that's going to bring them to heaven. My Son is going to do that. And only He can do that, brother and sister. That's why every religion is not going to be represented in that kingdom. Because there's only one that God is going to bring there. And that is the believer's of those of Jesus Christ. Amen? I didn't write that. That's not my opinion. It's, it's his opinion. And so he said, I'm writing this, I'm declaring this to you, that you may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? That's a good fellowship, isn't it? These things write we unto you that your joy may be full. No matter what you're going through now, if we keep our eyes on what's coming, keep our eyes on the kingdom of God, we're going to make it through. And it's going to be worth it. Somebody Look, somebody say it's going to be worth it. Huh? It's going to be worth it. <laughs> Amen. These things we write unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. This world is all messed up with shades of gray. And I want to tell you something about shades of gray. It might as well be cold, dark black. Because God does not have any vocabulary to allow shades of gray. You better know the light and walk in the light and keep the light. And if gray shows up, kick it out. Amen. And you get it on out of there. Well, it's just a little sin. It's just a little but. You know, it's just something. It's, it's not all the way. It's not all this way. I did this, but I didn't do this, this and that. You know what? Sin is sin. Sin is sin. And it's all black. It's all dark. It is nothing redeeming of that. And so, but the world is fascinated. Trying to find a way to create their own religion that will justify them before God. And they'll never be able to do it. Amen? They'll never be able to do it. Amen. 
He said, if we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Did you know that you can lie to yourself? You can lie to yourself. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and then we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Amen. Sometimes you got to get saved over and over. But you know what? It shouldn't be much. We don't, you know what? When you have a baby born, you're so excited that that baby's born. But in six months, if there hasn't been some change, in six days, in a week or, a week or two, you expect that baby's going to grow, right? That baby's going to continue. If it's, if it's not, it's deformed in some way. Oh, God, help us not to have deformed churches throughout this nation. Amen. That are just preaching whatever that the society wants to be preached. Excuse me, I'm going to preach the Word of God. Amen. 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 If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And my little note I put there is when when we need another dose of truth. When we say we have no sin, we need another dose of truth. Amen. John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And to cleanse. Somebody say cleanse. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. Unrighteous is uh, when your standing is not whole. Amen. There's a preacher in that child, I'm telling you. I know. Sister Emma. There's Sister Emma. <laughs> Hallelujah. The mothers love that when I do that. <laughs> we say we have no sin. We deceive ourselves. If you think you have no sins, when you get home, I want you to look in the mirror and say, self, I've been lying to you. Because I can't save myself. I need Jesus to save me. And you just go right there and just receive Jesus. Amen. He's faithful and just to forgive us. But he didn't say, hey, I forgive you and just go and do whatever you want to do and, and just go out and live however you want to live and, and I come around every now and then and just check on you or whatever. He said, no, no. No, he doesn't just... Forgive us, but He cleansed, and to cleanse us. To cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That would not be good in standing, right? Not good standing. It would be horrible standing. And so, not only does He forgive us, He cleanses us. He didn't say, now if you'll take it, I'll cleanse you. He said, you confess John says, if, if you, we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you say, I got saved and there's not a change, you need to go back. I don't mean that you're going to get everything in, in you know, two hours at church. I know that. I know it. I know the journey. I've been in it for 50 years. And I know it. 
And I know it's ups and I know it's downs. I know it's encouraging, sometimes discouraging. But I know that the Son is sitting at the right hand of God. And God the Father is looking for people that believe upon Him. And He's preparing. Oh, my brother and sister, I had a dream a while back. Uh, and it was people building mansions. Building mansions. Just, just they're busy, they're busy, they're busy, they're busy, they're busy. Building mansions. Why? Because more and more are coming into the kingdom of God. God. God has got a plan. He loved you. He brought you to this world. He wants to redeem you. He sent His Son, Jesus. Amen. And Jesus is not just going to say, it's okay. Jesus is going to cleanse us. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. My dad, when he quit drinking, he, he was a beer alcoholic most of his life. He was a good man. He served uh, people well. He was a plumber, electrician, some carpentry. He didn't rob people. He didn't raise the prices five, ten times too much. Dad was a good man, but he needed Jesus. And he needed Jesus. And Dad, he equated that beer is something that was between him and God. And I didn't tell him. I didn't say, hey, well, if you're drinking, you can't be saved. I didn't say that. I just said, God, you, you deal with him. And I remember the day that Dad, I walked into their house, and there was a beer can sitting on top of the refrigerator. And I said, did you miss? <laughs> did you miss the refrigerator that you put it on top? <laughs> you know, just kind of messing. Dad always liked to mess around and uh, joke with people and everything. That beer was on there on top of that refrigerator for 10 years. And it was there when we went home after his funeral. And that's when we moved it. He wasn't just forgiven. He had been cleansed. He'd been cleansed. It was no more there. There ain't enough money in this whole world to pay anything that is better than that. There's nothing. There's nothing. Verse 10, he said, If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Amen. We better get in the word. Saints, in these last days, get in the word. Get in the word. Amen. Stand with me. Thank you for listening to today's Church of the Living God, Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you were blessed by today's word. If you'd like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.